This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Here's our question for today, Pastor Michael. What can I do to live a truly spirit-led life? There's really one word to answer this. Yeah. Obedience. Obedience. Obey what the scripture says. Yep. Obey the Lord. Yep. Now, you you could put some caveats and nuances to right. this and say it's how you obey. So if mm. you obey God belligerently, belli- belligerently, how do you say that word? <laughs> with belligerence? <laughs> if you if you obey God with belligerence, uh, that would not be a spirit-led That's kind of obedience. And so the one word is obedience, but let's put an adject- adjective to it. Joyful, joyful obedience. obedience, and even it, even if you're not like pumped up about obeying, you're having a good attitude about right. it. Like, I believe that this is the right thing, or mm-hmm. you're like, God, I don't have joyfulness in this act of obedience. Would you give it to me? Yeah. It's not just like a belligerent, um, like fine. Yeah. Although, although there are moments. Let me. There, just be there clear. are moments that we obey because it's the right thing to do, whether we feel like it or not. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to do it at yeah. all. And I'm like, fine, God, you believe. And and I guess in those moments, like God's like, yeah, you know, I'll take some obedience rather than belligerent obedience rather than no obedience. Right. And I I trust that the Holy Spirit's going to work on me on that. But really, a spirit led life is one where you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's right. So he's not like our co-pilot. He's our leader. And (laughs) where he goes, we go. And what he says to do, we do. And what he says to feel, we ask him to help us feel that. And we do things that help us, we'll say, grow in that feeling. In Galatians uh, 5, 17, 18, uh, Paul says, the flesh sets its desire against the spirit. So we have this war inside of us, which is huge. And the spirit against the flesh. I love that there is a battle. Battle going on within us. You know, the spirit's like, I'm done with you flesh. I'm going to kill you. Okay. Four, they are in opposition to one another so So that you may not do the things that you please. Why is the spirit in opposition to the flesh? Because the flesh is in opposition to the things of the spirit. So the spirit wages a war so that we have an awareness of what not to do. That's correct. And here's what he's, this is how he closes out. He says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the The law. law, which is really, really important because Uh, You obey laws because you have to. You obey the spirit out of a very different relationship with God. This is not just about law mandate. This Mm -hmm. is about a father who is giving a son great parameters and life-giving things to follow. And so the Holy Spirit is not like, you have to do this or else. The Holy Spirit is like, hey, if you go this route, you're going to be really happy. Yeah. And if you do this way, according to the flesh— you're going to be miserable. And then your yeah. flesh is like, do this part. And the Holy Spirit's like, <laughs> boom, boom, machine gun. I hate right. you. We're at war. And that's our emotions and our conflict sure. and that opposition inside of us. And so I, big picture, I would just say obedience, adjective, joyful, joyful obedience. obedience. That'd be probably the biggest thing that I could say. But yeah. there are other scriptures that speak to just walking in the Holy Spirit, etc. Romans has quite a bit to say about sure. this. Tim, do you have Romans 8 in front of you? Romans 8, 13 or 14. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. You will live. Wow. Man. So so clear. You don't do what the flesh wants. Right. You do what the Spirit wants. You kill the flesh. Right. 
You're therefore walking in the spirit. And then I love what he says here. Yeah. You will live. Yeah. Interesting. He goes on. He says, all who are being led by the spirit of God, these are sons of God. Yeah. The ones that obey him. Yep. Demonstrate that they are the sons of God and the daughters of God. Totally. This is what I love. Law is like what the government does. Yeah. The government's like, obey me or I'll punish you. But we don't have a government relationship with God. We have a father-son, father-daughter right. relationship with God. It's a very different relational dynamic. Sure. It's a dad who puts his arm around us and says, here's the path of life. Right. The government says, obey the speed limit or you'll get fired. Or you're, you're going to get in trouble. Totally. And most people are relating to God like he's big brother government. Right. And that is not the way God wants to be relating to us. And so the Holy Spirit uh, speaks to our spirit and says that we are beloved children of God. And so it's, it's a joyful obedience to a dad, not a dictator. Yeah. That's a big difference in how we view. Yeah, let me give you, a, give you an example of this. In uh, Psalm 51, David has just sinned the great sin with Bathsheba. And all the words in Psalm 51, David is relating to the law, relating to God through mm -hmm. the law. And you just read through that and, and all the things that he says, it's, God, you know, I... I don't want to lose you. I, I don't want to be punished by you. I know what I've done is wrong. And he says in, in uh, verse 11, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. He was fearful of the law and fearful that he was under the law that God would do this. Mm -hmm. Now, what's great about living in the New Testament time is we know we can't lose the Holy Spirit, that even when we sin, we grieve the Holy Spirit, but we don't lose the Holy Spirit. It's, it's like a father-son relationship. Yeah. I can make— So different. My kids can make me sad. They can grieve me. Yeah. They can hold me at arm's distance. I can't control whether or not they're vulnerable with me or they do the things that facilitate intimacy. Right. But even when they're at their worst— our relationship is never, ever, ever in jeopardy. Right. There's nothing that can possibly change that. Right. And uh, in the same way, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Sure. You can make the Holy Spirit upset, mm -hmm. angry. Yeah. Um, but the Holy Spirit will never leave never you. Never leave you. And that's the kind of understanding that we have to have. The government will throw you in jail, <laughs> right? Your relationship with your dad is just pretty different. And yeah. I think that's part of like relationally what the new covenant wants to communicate to the people of God. You are children and secure. I might be hurt or upset, but I will not leave you. Right. Whereas the Holy Spirit in the old covenant. Yeah, um, different. Very, it's just a completely different relationship that yeah. God had with his people. That's another podcast. So we can go there a different day, right. but I'll just come back to the point. How do I know that I'm leading a spirit led life? Joyful, Joyful obedience. obedience. Yes. And at times as Christians, I've had these conversations, I'm sure you've had them before too, where a person comes to you and says, you know, I, I know what the Bible says, but I really want to do this. You know, have you had those conversations with people? <laughs> yes. You know, I know what the Bible says, yeah. you know, and it's like, Pastor Michael, pray yeah. for me. Yeah. Pray that I do the right thing. And in times when I've been less gracious yeah. than I should have been, I said, you know what? I don't need to pray about that at all. Yeah. I don't need to ask the Holy Spirit to do anything different in your life. You just need to obey what you know yeah. the Bible says. Because I'm not going to pray about it. Yeah. Do the right thing. Or you put, Move your, on. you put your hand on their shoulder and say, God, I pray that it's stopping a complete moron. <laughs> and uh, I pray that your spirit would ruin their life until they obey. <laughs> oh. there, you know, sometimes um, I think our audience will intuitively understand this, but 
you do have different relationships with people. Yes. And there are some people that if you speak a little bit too harshly, you know, they're like, you're a pastor, you can't you speak to me like that. Yeah. And then like, you crush. Yeah. It's like there's a reconciliation, you know. And there's some people, like if you don't say it directly, they're dense. They don't get it. Up, they're like, what do you mean? You know, so, and then there's a category of people that you have like history with, right? Yeah. You know, they love you. They know you love them. You can kind of say anything. Yeah. Like you can be harsh. And so one time a dude came up to me and, and basically fundamentally said he's like i know what the bible says but i'm gonna do this you oh so understand. you've heard the same thing okay. oh my gosh yes <laughs> and i look at him i'm like you are a complete tool and a moron i want you to hear that yeah from me okay yeah, yeah. listen to yourself yeah. listen to what you're saying about you yourself you are lying you know what to do stop being stupid and do the right thing now would i say that to most people no no i know this guy no. really really no. well and you know what if i was doing what this guy did i would expect him to call me up and be like you're a complete idiot yeah and i'm like oh i am being an idiot aren't i so I can't speak like that to most people, but there right. are there are yeah. those that we have the close relationship that we can yes we can have those harsh conversations with and say hey wake yep. up dude what are you thinking Come you, you cannot even yep. go there now our audience thinks I'm a complete jerk but hey <laughs> I may have said it but you all thought it yes so they thought it too on you but there there are there are people who are incredibly disciplined they yeah. live by their principles yeah. and not simply by their emotions. And those people do have slip-ups, right? They, yeah, you know, they do too. Right. But then there, there's a whole separate group of people, right? I just call them lovers, right? Yeah. And they are very emotional and they live by their emotions. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like they know the principles they're supposed to live by, but they just, I uh, just feel, and they can't muster up the strength. Right. And honestly, I think uh, the challenge is that the, I call them lovers, right? They, they make a lot more mistakes, but they have so much passion right. for God. They you, do. They have. They have a like. They do love God, right? Mm -hmm. But then you get the disciplined people, and they're always doing the right thing. But, but sometimes they, I want to be like, do it for the right reason. Yeah, I'm like, where's your emotions yeah. here? You know, like, is this Show a habit? Joy. Like, are you excited? You know, it's like right. obedience, but it's not joyful or passionate. And really, at the end of the day, you could be the most disciplined person on the planet mm -hmm. and not be walking in the spirit. That, oh, that's so sure. And that's what's so hard is that that's why I put the word joyful to it, because I'm trying to connect emotions to the obedience because God yep. has made us emotional and uh, part of love and affection and intimacy and relationship with God. Uh, that's the emotional component to these things. And so you got to have the emotions and you also have to have the discipline. They're not always perfect. I get that. Right. But you find the ma more mature you get, the more stable those two things mm -hmm. happen in there and complementing each other regularly. That's right. Listeners, thanks for joining us today. Please come back next time when we answer the question, if one wants to get into the Bible, how do they know where to start? One what? One what? Like, I, I'm hoping it's one person. What if it's my dog who wants to eat the Bible? <laughs>